Hey, it's the real deal. This is Hear My Take. I had to get in my bag. I had to get in no cap. I had to get in my bag when I pull up real fast. Hey, what is up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode four of Hear My Take with The Real Deal, but of course, you see somebody else in the video. It's not just The Real Deal today. We got a special guest joining us for this podcast. This is Jaden Dixon. Where are you from, Jaden? Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, and then I moved to Arkansas 2012, so Man. I'm still, still proud to be from Jersey, but residing in Arkansas. He's, he's repping Jersey, but still got to admit he's an Arkansas native now to this day because he's been here for a while. It's pretty funny. But this is a Sixers fan, but we're going to not talk about them right now just because we, we know Jaden will go on a huge talk about the Sixers. We can get into that a little bit later. But uh, I want to first talk about Kawhi to the Clippers. So that's something huge. I mean, this is probably the biggest free agency we've seen, Jay. And what, what do you think about this move? And, and what do you think about this free agency as a whole so far? Free agency so far has been, it's been wild because they moved the time up when players could sign to uh, June 30th at, um, at five o'clock our time, six o'clock Eastern time. And as soon as 5 o'clock hit our time, it seemed like everybody was signing from, like, J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris. And then everybody knew that Kawhi was going to be later on down the line. And it and it was a week. He signed on, you know, it was like Friday night, Saturday early morning. And Kawhi, it was a power move for me, really, because the NBA was kind of waiting on him, seeing what he was going to do. And he used his power. You know, he had all three teams keep it quiet. Didn't want any news being leaked or anything. Didn't want a big publicity. Or I can't even. Didn't want a lot of crowd media his way. And really, he just used that to his advantage. You know, worked behind the scenes. Hit up Paul George. And then really held the Raptors and Lakers, like, in his hands. (laughs) <laughs> and then the Lakers missed out on free agent, some free agents. The Raptors missed out on free free agents waiting for Kawhi to sign. And then next thing you know, Saturday night or early morning, Saturday early morning, he signs and also is able to get Paul George to request a trade. Oklahoma City did right by him, you know. They traded and then they they got a nice haul, five future first round picks and two players sent him to. To the Clippers, and now the Clippers are ready to rock with Kawhi yeah. and Paul George. Yeah, I just think it's crazy how sneaky that guy. Kawhi just basically bamboozled all of us. I mean, I'm I'm a Lakers fan, so it kind of hurt. But that, at the end of the day, I'm getting excited, and I'll tell you why because we're about we're about to get into that in a minute. But I'm just saying, Kawhi he bamboozled us. He played us like a fiddle. That man did not tell anybody where he was going, what was going to happen, and and look what and look what he did. He he's able to build this team now with the Clippers and and it's just crazy to me. Now, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh 9 years ago today, do you remember what happened? Yep, LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh all linked up in South Beach and started their dynasty there which resulted in only two titles if you want to call that a dynasty <laughs> yeah but you have to admit that has to be like the turning point of nba free agency i think that's kind of where free agency and the nba got exciting mm-hmm. would you say that lebron definitely back nine years ago really kind of put it to where we are now where more players are wanting to join other players on other teams to form a big three a big four you know, and now with Kawhi, he's kind of doing the reverse of what LeBron did. 
and is kind of forming these big twos. The Lakers got a big two. The Clippers got a big two. The Warriors, the Nets, the Sixers, you know. The, the Heat, if they get Westbrook, could have a big two. And so now it went from the teams with the big three with the big four. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi has kind of balanced it out now, and there's a lot of big twos across the league, and which is better for the NBA as a whole instead of what we've seen in years past where it's just the Warriors with a big four, and you know – they're going to be in the finals every year. They're going to win the finals if it's not for injuries. And it's just it's just cool to see that with LeBron, he started the forming of these super teams. And then now with Kawhi, it seems like Kawhi has balanced it out with, you know, more talent spread across the league with big twos now instead of like a big four or a big three. Yeah, that, that's – I mean, I, I agree with you totally there. And I'm, I'm talking about LeBron here. Speaking of him, I'm wearing his shirt, but uh, it looks like I need to find somebody to switch these numbers around for me if I'm going to keep James on the back of this one because dude's changing his number to six. I mean, you think that's a good gift? I mean, I, I, I agree it's a good gift for uh, Anthony Davis, who is now with the L.A. Lakers. And, you know, they've made a ton of moves now with adding Davis. But what did, what, what about the Lakers giving up? Did, did you agree with or disagree with? They had to give up a lot to get Anthony Davis. You know, what do, what do you think about that? With their young team, if they brought him back with LeBron healthy, you know, it, it, they would have been a playoff. They would have been and they would have been in the playoffs. They would have been good. I mean, they were a fourth, a top five seed. They were the fourth seed last year before LeBron got hurt on Christmas. But I just don't think – with that team, necessarily, you're going to be able to win a title because there's still question marks with Lonzo Ball's play, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram's play, Josh Hart's play. And so you know what you're going to get from Anthony Davis. You're going to get an MVP candidate, a 25-10 and 10 type of guy. He's going to be playing offense and defense. And so it's a win-win, I think, for the both Pelicans and the Lakers because the Lakers can now go into even more of a win-now mode and the Pelicans can still be competitive and let these guys grow for their future later on down the road. So I think it was a good move from both the Pelicans and the Lakers because now LeBron's got a number two, which he's never really had a number two player of Davis's caliber because even with the Heat, Wade was more on his back end. And for some reason, Bosh wasn't playing the way he was playing in Miami like he was in Toronto. And then I guess Kyrie would be the closest thing LeBron's had of a caliber of player compared to Davis. But Davis is just a better defender than Kyrie has and oh, yeah, so absolutely. LeBron's definitely got you know probably the best player he will ever play with in his career now and Anthony Davis some guy who I said 25 and 10 is going to both play offense and defense yeah definitely a key player for them to add to their team I know that because giving up a lot of people were throwing out backlash like oh well now you're basically sending the whole Lakers team to the Pelicans so now the Pelicans are the new young Lakers because yeah the Pelicans did get Lonzo Ball Josh Hart they got Brandon Ingram. They got the draft pick this year, which what ended up being DeAndre Hunter. Was uh, that who it was? Was that fourth round pick or who was uh, it? The Pelicans. Yeah. They got. Because um, I know they, they got a fourth round pick in this year's draft. They traded. They they, they traded they that trade to the that, Hawks. Yeah, they, they traded, traded that to the, to the Hawks. Hawks. So is, did the Hawks get DeAndre? Mm, the Hawks okay, got yeah, DeAndre. Hawks, and Hawks got DeAndre. So many things have happened, but then they ended up getting several more picks in that trade. But that did give. LeBron what he needed and what LeBron wanted, of course, in L.A. and Anthony Davis. Uh, and that just was the beginning. Uh, people didn't know what was going to happen because we waited so long with Kawhi trying to figure out where he was going to go. And then now we picked up – now the Lakers have picked up Danny Green on a two-year, $30 million deal. Uh, I mean, 15 mil a year for him? I mean, I don't know. It's, Danny Green – It's not It's not a bad contract <laughs> considering 
the NBA, the salary cap goes up every year, and yeah. the Lakers had the money to throw out. And it's good on the Lakers' part to build the roster around LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they're doing that now with Danny Green, Avery Bradley, players like this who are just going to fill roles. They'll know their role. They'll play defense. They'll shoot the basketball when they're open. And so it was good on the Lakers' part to make the trade, get LeBron, get AD, and know we're going to build our team around these two guys. Let's go out and get players to fit the, these holes that will also play well off of LeBron and AD. And I like their signing so far that yeah. the Lakers have made. Yeah, they just I just saw the Avery Bradley the other day. That, that's a pretty good pickup there. They're getting some veteran uh, play in the team. And, you know, Cousins. What's all the Cousins sign these one-year deals? I mean, this dude's a one-year man, I guess. Is, is that all we can depend on? It's, it's crazy how an Achilles injury can derail a player <laughs> of Cousins' caliber who was an all-star, all-NBA, you know, type of player before he goes down. And people act like he was a he was a scrub last year, and yeah, he struggled in some cases. But at the end of the day, he averaged you know 16 points. You know he was he was getting you know eight rebounds a game, a couple assists, and that's in a system where he was like the fifth option behind Draymond, Clay, KD, and Curry. And so now the Lakers got a steal because they were able to sign him for a one-year vet minimum deal. And so now they're potentially getting a player who will be a, a one more year removed from the injury. He'll be healthier healthier he'll be more in shape so I think it was a steal by the Lakers to uh get somebody of Cousins caliber knowing that he could potentially return back to his all-star form yeah I I agree completely my my opinion though on the Lakers is my favorite pick so far has got to be Alex Caruso I'm just saying he, he signed back with him I'm just kidding that's not my favorite pick but I do like Alex Caruso I think he's a pretty good player I think LeBron liked Caruso and what he saw last year when LeBron went down with that injury. Caruso kind of stepped up to try to lead the team uh, as a point guard coming off the bench and stuff. But Caruso definitely, he, he's getting his... Uh, he'll be he'll be good too behind Rondo. Oh, yeah. Bringing Rondo yeah. back. And Got plus, you don't even need to see Caruso as much if LeBron's going to be playing yeah. point guard. LeBron, that is true. LeBron just got moved to point guard. What? I feel like he always plays point guard, so I don't feel like it's something big yeah. and drastic like everybody's saying. Yeah, but they're just giving him the title of point guard <laughs> now, even though that's what he's ran on every team I, pretty much. I think LeBron could play every position. I don't, I don't think he needs to have a label on him. You could just label him as a whole team. Yeah, just uh, just label him beast <laughs> yeah, and then beast. send him out on the court. That's right. I hope, I hope he'll show up again you know he, he usually does everybody's I think a lot of people are doubting LeBron I mean have you seen that I mean I, I feel yeah. like a lot of people just because he didn't get to the playoffs and didn't do good with the Lakers last year because he went down with the injury and, I mean the man was hurt and then when he got back healthy that's when Lonzo and Brandon Ingram got dealt with their injuries Kuzma's dealing with some ankle injuries so it was just kind of a, a rough year for the Lakers as a whole but, I mean, people want to say LeBron had a down year, but then last time I checked, 27-8-8 by anybody else in the league is considered a great year. But because it's LeBron and he didn't make the playoffs, it's labeled as a down year and he's washed. But if I was a player and I averaged 27-8-8, eight eight, I'm cashing in for yeah. a big payday in free agency. That's, that's for that's, sure. That's, a good, that's a good year. You're trying to get paid for sure. And another thing with the Lakers, we lost Zubak. He's now heading over to Clippers. Mm-hmm. You know, Zubak got that $4 million deal. I think Zubak's a young player that's going to do good for him. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Clippers are starting to build that team. This, And I feel like it's a lot of big part of Kawhi. Clippers. The Clippers won 48 games last year yeah. with the roster they had. And they took a Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari and swapped those with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, basically, 
I see a, a big win increase from 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 those two from from the Clippers because they just they have the same roster as last year and they just added Kawhi and Paul George. So forty eight games, I'm giving them like at least a ten win increase. Fifty eight games, the Clippers are going to have a nice roster. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be fun to watch. And then it's also good that they have this same roster with these same players. They're building chemistry because the West is going to be tough next year with a whole bunch of loaded teams in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. I think the NBA is about to get more exciting for sure after all this free agency buzz. I mean, we're not even done yet. We're just kind of covering the top things that have just happened and the biggest things everybody's talking about because there's so much more that has happened in this free agency. It just, it just blows my mind. I mean, we still got the Nets who have just formed a really good team. You know, D'Angelo Russell's now a Warrior, which is kind of weird to me in a way, but I guess the Warriors kind of need somebody to fill in some of Clay Thompson's shoes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Warriors just didn't want to have Kevin Durant walk for nothing, and so they were able to work a sign-and-trade and get at least D'Angelo Russell back, who they might use for a little bit until Clay's healthy and then trade him away and get more assets, or they just continue to – to rock out with Russell when Thompson is back and have their small big three of Curry, Thompson, and Russell, but they just they just don't want to see Durant walk for nothing. So they they did on they did right on their part by picking up picking up at least D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, speaking of the Warriors, I guess anybody that plays for them for a, a few years gets their jersey retired. That's crazy to me. <laughs> that I mean, Iggy won a Finals MVP in 2015, but I mean. When you think of players whose jerseys are retired, that they're with that franchise for an extended period of time. They pour like their blood and soul into it. And I'm not saying Iguodala didn't do that. It's just that it was such for a short period of time. And just recently, his play has been, has been, his play has meant so much to the Warriors. But that was for like a four year stretch, and he's going to get his jersey retired from from that. I just, and then yeah. KD. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Players can play a. A short stint on a team and then they get their jersey retired and I just think the Warriors were doing that because the way they handled their situation you know Durant kind of left on a sour note so oh let's retire his jersey to hopefully you know push things under the under the rug and not and, and hide some things oh Iguodala was complaining about our medical staff that he had a fractured leg but we were saying it was a bone bruise let's retire his jersey and make sure and, and make sure he's happy they're, they're gonna run out of numbers for <laughs> <laughs> yeah all these future players are gonna have to be rocking some weird numbers in the 60s because every number is gonna be retired one yeah. through 40 or whatever yeah, no, all that's just unbelievable. This retiring jerseys left and right. I guess they're gonna have them hanging up too. I, I mean, they're gonna have no. That whole starting five is gonna be have their jerseys retired, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I, that is insane. And and Durant still, he's now with the Nets too, but he's gonna be out for a while with that mm-hmm. injury. And I guess Durant's just changing his whole you know game up. I mean, switching his number now to seven. seven. I mean, I I don't understand the seven thing. What he's switching his number up? He's been doing good with thirty five, but I guess he's ready for a change. He already was going to have a number one selling jersey with just being on a new team, but oh, yeah. now number seven. I, 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 it's it's you know it's crazy. I mean, I guess he's feeling some type of way. He's on the East Coast now, repping Brooklyn, changing his... Are you going to get a jersey or... No. <laughs> I don't get snakes jerseys. You don't like you don't like the snakes? No. no. Yeah, but another thing was that I thought was kind of weird, but it's kind of good for, for this team, was Jimmy Butler to the Heat. 
I mean, yeah. I don't know what the Heat are trying to do, but I've been hearing some things stirring in the water about uh, Russell Westbrook. I mean, now Russell Westbrook's mad because <laughs> lost Paul George. I mean, I've got a sour taste when <laughs> the name Jimmy Butler is mentioned. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of tell kinda, us more about it. <laughs> he kind of did my Sixers dirty. You know, he at the end of the season, he said when talking about free agency, he said he didn't care about the money. He had already got enough money, and he was worried about winning. And he wanted to win. He wanted to win. Well, the Sixers were a, 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 a shot that bounced four times around the rim from an overtime an overtime with the Raptors to potentially win and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we were the only team to push the Raptors seven games. No other team did that. So we were right there, and we wanted to run it back, bring them back, bring Tobias, and run it back again, and potentially be the number one team in the East with Kawhi maybe going to the West. But no, Jimmy wanted to win in Miami, even though Miami hasn't won anything since LeBron left. And now that he's there, he's surrounded by a bunch of dudes who are just good players. They're not great. So he's still not going to win in Miami, and it's just blasphemous to me that he wanted to win but chose to go play for the Heat, who probably will finish as the seventh seed in the East and be bounced in the first round. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> even, if they get, even if they get Westbrook, I don't see them being able to win a title because that's two ball-dominant guards and two guys with big big egos i just don't I mean, think it's gonna mess is, is mesh westbrook well. even good anymore i mean i i feel like he's good but i just feel like he's been hidden for a while I, I he's been in hiding or something to me he's been in hiding the last three playoffs for sure they've been bounced <laughs> in the last three playoffs the thunder have and that's westbrook as the best player when the yeah. thunder were good he was playing second fiddle to durant and they were you know winning in the playoffs making it to the finals making it to the conference finals and then ever since westbrook has become the best player on the team Lost in the first round, lost in the first round, lost in the first round. And then now he wants to go to Miami and join Jimmy Butler, where Jimmy Butler hasn't won anything. Yeah, those two are not going to get along. They're going to butt heads. I mean, obviously, Russell Westbrook can't play with anybody. I mean, I mean, look what he's played with. Two, two of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. He's played with James Harden and Paul George. And, and look, Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant. Victor Oladipo. <laughs> he's played with so many good players, and like they, they all leave him. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like... Oh my goodness! I, just, I think it's it's Westbrook averages a triple double and doesn't don't get me wrong that's impressive, but at the same time, averaging a triple double is so attractive to the average NBA fan that they don't realize that Westbrook is a very inefficient player. High turnovers, shooting. He shot six. Uh, he shot sixty nine percent from the free throw line. That was his career worst last year, and then he shot twenty nine percent from three. That was like his lowest since like. 2011 you know 2013 but you it just shows you that ever since he's become the number one player on the team and he's been averaging these triple doubles his numbers have been very inefficient I'm talking his shooting numbers from his free throw line from his free throw percentage to his his three-point percentage just his shooting has gone down and his turnovers have gone up and it's just it's if you look more into advanced stats and you just watch the game and you see how Westbrook and his team are always coming up short in the playoffs, you could tell that Westbrook does not need to be the number one guy on any team because it does not translate to winning. Yeah, Westbrook's time is, I mean, he's got to figure out what's going on. And he's getting older, and in three years he'll be making $47 million. Do you want a a 34-year-old Russell Westbrook making $47 million? I do not want that. Yeah, that that would be no good at all. That that doesn't even sound like something that would be good. I mean, if I – as a fan, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm pretty excited. But I know on uh, we were just talking about the Nets. The Nets are building a good team. They're going to be pretty good. They got DeAndre Jordan as well on that in this free agency. But 
New York is not going to have two good teams because, man, the Knicks. Man, if you're a Knicks fan, I just, I'm sorry. I I know how you – I mean, you've got to be feeling bad. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be praying for you. I, I, I know a Knicks fan <laughs> – that we went to high school with, and I know he's not too excited about this upcoming the season. Like, who are they? Better they might as well change their name. It's just it's it, if you're a New York fan and you don't like the Nets and you like New York and you're cheering for the Knicks and the Giants or the Mets, <laughs> it's just it's a rough time for you because it's a rough time. I mean, they didn't want to give Durant the max, and for some reason they just just decided to sign literally three players who play the same position: Julius Randle, yeah. Bobby Portis, Todd Gibson. Are they all three going to start? <laughs> it, it, Big just, man team. I just I can't put put together a sentence that would describe New York the New York Knicks. Awful. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> just, one word. Awful. Yeah, That's it's, all we need. It's when I think of the Knicks, I just I can't put together a sentence that describes it because it's just so much craziness what, going on. We'll there. never make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy to think that. Like that organization the, has just gone to yeah, it's just, crap. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is with just, the front office of that. Place, it's just crazy but. to think that people, that Nick fans, really think like the Knicks are like, like the best team in New York, regardless of what the Nets do, and like New York will always be a Nick city or Nick state. Like, open your eyes. The <laughs> Knicks have not been good. They haven't won a championship since the seventies. Terrible. They haven't been in a, in the final since the nineties. And it's just crazy that the Nick fans still show up every year and pack the Madison Square Garden. I don't know if it's for the opposing team's players it, because there sure be. is nobody on the Knicks roster that you want to come and see. R.J. Barrett can't even shoot above fifty percent in the summer league. <laughs> he he he, go, he's, he went four of eighteen, three of fifteen in his first two games in the summer league. Oh, that, that's not that's not promising to me either. I don't want to I don't want to pay money to buy season tickets to go see the Knicks put together some scrum some lineup yeah. just that was like bundled up together and they throw it out there and say buy buy tickets and come watch yeah there's Julius no Randle and Bobby Portis and Todd Gibson I don't, I don't know how many people are going to be showing up to those games I'm not really unless they're playing another team I mean it's <laughs> somebody that's good but those those tickets man we're gonna have to see what happens with that so we've basically covered a lot of the free agency stuff, but we still miss. I still think there's some underrated, undertalked, and just stuff that people have that's moves that have been made that people have kind of pushed away because of the big Kawhi, you know, with Kawhi to the Clippers, LeBron building up LA. A lot of people forgot that Al Horford is with Philadelphia now, and you being a Sixers fan, you can tell us all about that because. I feel like that's going to be a huge key thing for the Sixers moving forward as they were already – they could have possibly been our champions this yeah. year if they would have beat the, the Raptors in mm-hmm. that game. Al Horford will definitely help our, our lineup just because he's played 12 years in the league and he's been to the playoffs 12 times. So he's been in the playoffs every, year's, every, every year of his career. He's a leader. He's he he's a defensive beast. He's a playmaker too. He he's not gonna score first. He's not gonna shoot first. He's gonna look to find the open man, open man, and that's what we need. And with his length, his defense, you're gonna stick his length next to Joel's length, and that's just two monsters in the paint that they're gonna have a hard time scoring inside, getting every rebound, and then Ben can throw it down low to Al Horford, and then Al Horford can look to pass to open up stuff for Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, or throw a lob to Embiid. So I think. Al Horford, he'll bring stability to our front court. And even if Embiid's hurt or he doesn't want to play, we want to load manage it, manage him, you just slide Horford to the center. 
Tobias to the four, you know, Richardson to the three, Zaire Smith to the two off the bench, and then Ben at the one. You're still looking at a very good defensive lineup. And I think with Jimmy Butler going, that's what we did, the Sixers did, is just defense, defense, defense. Simmons, Richardson, Tobias, Horford, Embiid, all five guys, 6'6 six, six or taller. So I think we're going to be a very deep defensive first team, and defense will set our tone for offense. And then I see a big year for us between uh, yeah. us and the Bucks battling for the top, top spot in the East. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be huge for the – I mean, the Sixers are starting to build, you know, their team even stronger. I, I guess y'all did have to give Tobias a payday. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, you, he, you think he earned it? I mean – He he earned it. Some people will view the $80, $180 million as too much. But at the end of the day, you don't want to – you don't, you don't, you don't want to walk away with losing both Butler and Harris, especially if all Harris wanted was money and you didn't give it to him and he walked. So I mean, you had to you have you had to give it to him for him to stay, and I think he's only 26, so he's got five years to continue to better his game, and he's got better every single year he's been in the league. So I think, you know, three years into the contract, it, it'll be worth it when hopefully we're we're contending for a championship. Yeah, y'all definitely. I guess I could see it from that angle that y'all had to do it because I mean it was the move that had to be made. And then we lost JJ Redick too, so you yeah, didn't want to lose true. all three of them, and it be because we didn't want to open the checkbooks and and sign anybody. So you, I, I mean, it's a big tub, total of five years, 180 million. But like I said, three years into the contract, I think it will be well worth it. Especially if the salary cap keeps going up every year, every year. There might be some other player that's decent. And he gets like five years, 190 million. You're like, why? Why did they do that? It's you had to pay him. We did it, and then I'm glad he's back. Yeah, he's back, and uh, Brett Brown's probably ready to get to work with that team he's got. I mean, who? I mean, like I said, they they could have easily made it to the finals this year. I mean, that shot Kawhi that was a crazy shot Kawhi made in that game, and I mean, Sixers looked good. They they definitely got a good squad. So we'll be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, another underrated move that was made, and something that I feel like nobody has really been talking about lately, is the Mike Conley, the to to Utah. Like that is exactly what Donovan Mitchell needed. At, in Utah, he needed somebody that can facilitate the ball on that team, and that's I feel I feel like that's going to help. Them. He's he had they had Rubio, but Mike Conley is oh yeah lights out way better than than who, Ricky Rubio. Rubio who yeah um, where I, did he, he ended up leaving too yeah he signed yeah. with the the Suns I think yeah Phoenix yeah Phoenix got and Rubio. I just the Conley trade happened so early like so early before free agency started that it's just been a forgotten move what the Jazz did. But like I said, they needed an upgrade at the point guard position because it was literally the Donovan Mitchell show because Rubio's not going to score. Rudy Gobert's not going to score. Joe Ingles is not going to score. You know, these those are players who are going to only get 10, 12 points a game. Donovan Mitchell now gets Mike Conley, who he hasn't made an all-star team, but he's an all-star caliber player. He's going to get you 19 a game, 20 a game. He's going to get you eight assists. And so, like you said, he's going to be somebody to facilitate the offense, to give the ball to Mitchell, throw lobs to to Gobert, and then also going to going to get his own to take the pressure off of Mitchell. And I think the Jazz, you know, reloaded their wa- roster and free agency with Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovic, that I think they're going to be ready to go for the season. I think once again another loaded team in the West that's going to make the West a lot of it's going to make the West interesting uh, this coming up year. Yeah, for sure. The I've, the Jazz are actually really good, and Donovan Mitchell has just proved to be a really good player. So that's going to really be fun to see. You know, Mike Conley. Mike Conley's good. I know it went, the the Grizzlies are just a team that I just 
nobody like I go to Grizzlies games because the tickets are pretty cheap. I mean, the Grizzlies haven't been that great. You know, they've lost a lot of players. You know, Gasol. They've lost a lot of people, and <laughs> that definitely rebuilding phase. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, what, John Morant. What do you think? You think John? I've heard this talk a lot. John Morant, bust or no bust? What do you think? I think, in the situation he's in, where he's coming from, Murray State. I think he's still he's gonna prove he's he's out to prove people wrong that you know people of who play at small colleges can deliver in the, in the NBA and I think him and Jaron Jackson Jr. will be one of the best young duos in the league and I think they'll get Memphis back on track in a, in a couple of years. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting since we're we're right here in Arkansas. It'd be mm-hmm. cool to see Memphis actually do something uh, for once, but who knows what they'll do? I mean. John Morant, it was. I think the best thing he did for his whole career was staying at college mm-hmm. and getting that, you know, getting more experience mm-hmm. and getting getting to work in the gym. I mean, I think that's going to help him out a, a lot. Of, a lot of people are one and done, but you know, there's some good players that come out of colleges for staying two, three years in in their program. They just build a muscle, continue to develop their game, and you know, you see the players like Buddy Heald who went all four years in colleges all four year at college and look at him now he was he averaged 20 20 a game last year and he's one of the cornerstone pieces in the in the in the king system yeah for sure for sure uh i want to talk before we finish all this up i definitely want to mention marcus morris i know that was somebody that uh he he was uh, kind of had his eye on different teams and stuff like that i don't know what he's doing he i he, mean he had signed a deal with uh san antonio but now that there's talks that yeah. he's he's gonna consider the Knicks. Yeah, what? I, that's that's exactly what I saw on my phone. I was like, he goes to the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. That team is still better than the Knicks. Yeah, the, the Spurs far. will be in the playoffs. Yeah. The Knicks <laughs> the will Knicks, not. Knicks won't even see the door. They they'll be at home. Nah. And I, if he I goes to the it. Knicks, it's about money. I don't get it. You think you don't think it's about players that are there? I mean, I don't, no. I don't know who he'd want to be with. He over signed there. he signed a two year twenty million dollar deal with the Spurs. So that's ten million a year, and then the Knicks are offering just a one year fifteen million dollar deal. So, I mean, I guess that five million dollars means a lot more than him than playing in the playoffs. If he's going to really take just five million more to go play for a crap team like like the Knicks, who won't sniff the playoffs at all. Yeah. For, yeah, there's no way. Another team that we need to talk about is the Celtics. You know, without mm-hmm. Kyrie, what do you, what do you think the Celtics have now? Um, they'll be all right. Kimball Walker's he's not he's not a winner. He hasn't won anything in the league. He made he made it to the playoffs, I think twice in his whole tenure as an NBA player. He he's just his scoring, his big numbers. They hit they haven't amounted to wins oh, yeah. for the Hornets, and so. I mean, plugging him into the Celtics, I mean, just because they have Brad Stevens and they have a good system, they have some other good players there, they'll make it to the playoffs. You know, they might, you know, push the first-round series to seven games. I just don't see that roster as being, whoa, they're about to make some noise. I just yeah. – I just Jason Tatum was the same player last year as he was in, in his rookie year. Jalen Brown regressed. They lost Horford. You know, they lost Marcus Morris. They lost lost <laughs> Terry Rozier, Kyrie Irving. I just I just don't think Aaron Baines. I just don't think they'll be the same team they yeah. have in, in years past. Yeah, and you talking about Charlotte and Kemba, I mean, you gotta admit that's where he came from Charlotte and Charlotte doesn't know what they're doing either. I mean, why I don't understand why Charlotte is giving Terry Rozier that much money. They're giving him what was like what four year fifty two million dollars. Yeah, I, I don't think he has proved to be worth that much money. No. That dude is not that good. Michael Jordan has been a 
terrible <laughs> owner. Good player, great player, <laughs> great terrible, player. terrible, terrible, terrible owner. They oh, yeah. he hasn't put a championship roster together in his whole time since being being the, the Hornets owner. I, I don't know what Charlotte's plan is at this point. I mean Terry Rozier, I mean he's not worth that money. Not not that deal. I don't think so. He hasn't really done much to prove that. It's, they they just need to scrap it all together and, and rebuild like some of these other teams because they're yeah. not going to win a championship with the roster they have. No. Well, since we talked about a lot of the free agency, I mean, we definitely there's still stuff going on. We, there's still smaller pieces that we probably haven't mentioned. But I want to ask you, so far, what has happened uh, with all these teams? I want you to think about who you think will be your top three in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. I feel like from your perspective, you got your team in the East. You need mm-hmm. to just figure out what who do you think would be the top three in each conference? Um, hmm. That's a tough one. The West is a lot more loaded than, yeah. than the East. And I think a team in the Western Conference that nobody's talking about is the Nuggets. Nuggets? That's because right. they haven't signed anybody because they brought back their whole entire roster. And so I think they were already the number two seed last year. Yeah, they, they definitely have a few weapons and so on that team. I got the I got the Clippers. I no order, just just three All teams. Right, yeah. Clippers, Nuggets, and then I I can't count out LeBron. I'm gonna throw the Lakers in there with the Trailblazers and the Jazz right behind them. And then in the East, I got the Sixers and Bucks. Those are my two locks because they're bringing back pretty much the same roster. Oh, yeah. And then so I got the Bucks and the Sixers and then it's going to be tough because the East has got a lot of injuries. Like, John Wall is still injured. Victor Ledipo is still injured. And so, I think Boston could still be that three seed, but they won't be like a – Be a stretch. They won't sure. be a, a threat as a, as a three seed. So, yeah. I would go Sixers, Bucks, and then I'd go the Celtics third with if, with the Pacers right behind them if Victor Ledipo can get back healthy quickly. Yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I know that uh, in the West, the Trailblazers definitely are good. We got, I mean, you got to think about Dame Dalla. He ain't he ain't mm. playing around. That dude's ready to get to work. I mean, and he I heard him comment the other day something about how he thinks it's cool what guys are doing, but you know it's just not him. You know he's ready to grind out in his yeah. city where he's I like, at. I like that mentality of a I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get it on my own with yeah. whatever roster I'm dealt. He's not about building like a super team or yeah. nothing. But now it seems like now we got everybody's trying to build a super team and we're trying to build. It's like everybody's trying to become a Warriors somehow and try to build that yeah. dynasty. But I and mean, it's just, it's just crazy how back in the day people built built their teams around the draft and who they drafted. And that's what the Warriors yeah. really were built on. Curry, Thompson, and Draymond were all drafted by the Warriors. And so, you know, back in the day, it was these players had these good teams from guys that they drafted and built through their system. Like the Spurs, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, those are guys they drafted, you know, let them develop in the system, and then they were, they were a dynasty, you know, you know. And so it's just crazy how now it's players are – talking to each other throughout the season off season and they're joining and so now you have teams like the clippers who are a threat to win the championship because two guys signed there and and they weren't drafted by that original team same with the lakers anthony davis lebron they weren't drafted there you know one signed there one was traded there and it's just crazy how how you know things have changed throughout the years in the nba and, and with most sports as well yeah, for sure. There's a lot of different changes that are happening, a lot of different decisions being made, and it's all about people wanting to win and people wanting to do it their way. And I guess that's how it can work nowadays. When you got the talent, 
like if you're a big star, you're going to be able to make moves. You're going to be able to talk to GMs and owners and kind of convince them. And, and it's just how it works. And that's how it's happened so far. It's been a crazy free agency so far. And it's pretty much winding down. There's not many big names out there available, but a few few different things in the making. But definitely one of the craziest things I've got to see, uh, besides seeing you know nine years ago when LeBron and Wade and Bosch all teamed up and with the Heat. But uh, Jane, I want to give you one last chance to just shout out your team in the East if you want. And just shout them out. The tell, Sixers, tell people what they need to expect. The Sixers will be a dominant team, and they will be. Bold prediction, the best defensive team in the league because underrated, like you mentioned earlier, underrated moves. Josh Richardson is the perfect 3 and D player. Going to give you three-point shooting, 38% uh, from three, and he's going to give you defense. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. That's the starting lineup of everybody 6'6 or taller, and then – Zaire Smith and Matisse Thibault off the bench, two guards who live by defense. I think we'll be the best defensive team in the league, and I think we'll be playing one of the L.A. teams in the finals. That's a bold statement. That is a bold statement because arguably everybody else would say the Clippers have the best defensive team, but... I, I think with our link, we'll be the best defensive team. I mean, who knows? We'll have to see. It's definitely going to be an interesting year for the NBA. Definitely be something you're going to want to watch. I'm, I'm sure people that aren't even NBA fans are going to want to tune in this year because this is going to be some wild stuff. It's not. It's no more Warriors winning the finals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's no more of that. It's no more Warriors going to be in the finals. They're not even going to make it. So, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. It'll be interesting. But... That's basically the recap we got for free agency. Jaden, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate it. I was going to hold out, but I didn't want to pull a quad, so oh. I came. <laughs> I came and did my yeah. did my episode. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Appreciate you. We don't want you uh, flaking out on us there. That'd be bad. You pull a little sneaky one like Kawhi. But we definitely uh, thank Jaden for being on the show. We'll have to bring him back on. Uh, we definitely can talk about some more sports each week. Football season. Football go, season go for Eagles. sure. We might just need to de- uh, dedicate Thursdays to sports talk with uh, Jaden Dixon. Maybe. I don't know. Wait, as long as he doesn't start talking too much. Uh, fly, fil- Eagles, fly. F- yeah, Eagles stuff. We'll have to watch that. But thank you for tuning in to Episode 4. This is Hear My Take with The Real Deal, and we're going to have more episodes coming up for you each week. So stay tuned, subscribe to the channel, and go ahead. You can listen to on Spotify and many more links that are attached here. Thank you for tuning in. Hear my take with The Real Deal.